0: friends, I just want you today to grab your coffee or your tea, refill that water bottle, and just come sit. We're just going to have like this mom-to-mom conversation about some really crazy topics that we all face. Mom guilt, being addicted to our phone or breaking up with our phone, phone dependency, and also just kind of the conversation around being a working mom. And so I brought in my dear friend, Jeanette Tapley, and Jeanette is a podcast host herself. She's an author, speaker. She obviously loves laughter, true down-to-earth conversation, and a good cup of coffee. <laughs> so she has three teens and a hubby. They love themselves some Disney and her heart beats for people to be heard, valued, and never alone. And so her and I just really sat down today and dug into some conversation that I think is really going to bless you. You guys are going to really love this. And it's not a tactical episode necessarily, but it really is a heart episode. So let's get prepared. Let's get ready. Let's get ready to receive spirit forward. May Holy Spirit be present. May he bless us and guide us in our receiving of this information. May he show us exactly what is for us, what piece of information we are supposed to tuck away and place in our hearts. And I hope this blesses you as much as it blessed me. Do you want to get clear on your calling so you can start an online business? Do you find yourself looking up how to work from home, how to start a business, or ways to get more clients? (laughs) Hey friend, welcome to The Stephanie Gass Show. You know God has a plan for you, yet you can't seem to get clarity on what it is. So you stay stuck, do nothing, or start random side hustles to make quick money. Wait for it, clarity is calling. Hey, I'm Steph, daughter of the king, wife, boy mom, and PJ all day enthusiast. After building success the world's way, I was still lost. I finally surrendered and God showed me how to build a business His way. Spoiler, your dreams pale in comparison to God's dreams for you. Imagine getting clear on your God-led calling, learning the steps to starting a sustainable online business, launching a podcast and monetizing using coaching or courses so that you can make impact and income and maybe you're doing it all braless and flawless. (laughs) This is the podcast for you. Pop that LaCroix, fill up your iced coffee, or grab your kombucha. Actually, you're probably going to need all three. It's time to grow, girl. I pray this blesses you. Let's get it. Today, I'm not going to tell you about my courses or the free resources. You guys, I pray, know about those and are prayerfully considering them, today I want to just invite you to come be friends. I want you to come to our community. In Facebook, we have this group of 8,000 Christ-led business owners just like you who are wanting to grow a business, partnered with God, for God, by God, for his glory, showing up every day to serve the people he has called them to serve, and Showing up for some strategy at the same time, right? Taking action to audaciously grow and rise into this authority as a kingdom business owner. Join the fun over at stephgascommunity.com. That's S-T-E-F-G-A-S-S com. We can't wait to meet you, to help you grow, and to guide you, keep you accountable, and walk beside you friends. What's up? You guys heard a little bit about today's conversation beforehand, but Jeanette Tapley and I, Steph Gass, are here. Jeanette and I go way back. Oh my gosh, Jeanette. Ooh. Like we were in a mastermind together, what, two or three years ago? We stopped like in August of 2020.
1: I think that we all kind of like hit a little bit of burnout in that timeframe. Even before that, it was
0: like we were in community for a couple of years in that group, right? Yeah, we sure were. And I remember that was the time that both you and I had just started our podcasts. We were new babies in the podcasting okay. space. And I just remember having conversations around like wishing we could grow faster and getting started. And I know one of our biggest struggles at the time was being moms who were starting this purpose-filled business. Yeah. And we were in so many crazy seasons of motherhood. I was in New younger, you know, I think I had like a three or two and a four year old at that time or two and five. And then you had your kiddos would have been preteen. Yeah. Going through so much. And like, so today, you guys, Jeanette and I sat and we really felt led to talk to you about being a mom that works and not just a mom that works, being a mom who's called to do the work we're doing. And so we want to sit down and just kind of jam on that today with you. Yeah, it's so fun to like have these
1: conversations, I think. Because when I think of like entrepreneurship, I really do think of that time together where... There's like five of us who are really, really on mission, right? We had this like goal in mind in our mastermind, and it was such a beautiful space to show up and be like, "This is where I'm struggling," and to have other people say, "Like, you're just not seeing it. Open your eyes, or look right here. Like, look at this peephole. Like, I can see it." And uh, have others call out the gifts that you have. And I know stuff for you and I. It was like in this podcasting world, it's such a lonely gig, right? Like, yeah. we record and we're in community when we record, but then after you kind of like release it to the airwaves and your fingers are crossed and you're like, all right, I hope that resonated. But it was beautiful to walk alongside another podcaster to be like, okay, you feel this too. Okay, cool. But then you partner it with the passion and the God-given gifts and abilities. And you're like, ah, this is where it's at. So I love it. I love that we have this history together. And yeah, like this call to help women who are like, I know I'm supposed to work. But then like we were saying, like some of the stuff we're gonna talk about today, like these lingering feelings that kind of creep up that the world tells us be like the Proverbs 31 woman chase after this and do this and do this. But then when you do it, it's like, Ooh, I can't believe
0: you work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And this battle inside of ourselves of like, should I want to work this much? Should I want to run to my computer? And should I be so excited about this purpose where this podcast, should I be so excited about working with clients, but yet not so excited about going out and pouring into the kids and like that constant battle, or oh my gosh, I'm so excited about being with my kids right now. And now I'm feeling this tug to go show up and work and that constant battle that is amplified within our hearts and our spirits of like, we should only do one thing well. And it's just so prevalent in for women, I think, much more than men. And then all those feelings and beliefs that we carry around with us. And so Jeanette and I just felt like, let's just have that conversation today. So Jeanette, what are some hard things for you and that you're hearing from your audience about being a mom that works?
1: I think like the biggest thing when we talk to moms is this underlying sense of guilt. Like it's guilt for having to work. Like I have to work. I have to make money. But then there's this guilt of, well, if I have to work, then I have to be pulled away from my family. Or, and I told you this before, like, heaven forbid, we like what we do. Yeah. There's guilt behind this, like, oh, I love my job. I love getting to pour into other women. I love some people love going to sit in the office all day. Like, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I think there's this guilt of being pulled a million different directions and having to make money because we live in a world that you have to make money and then to like having to be pulled away from your family is hard. And then liking what you do is even saying those things. I'm like, I know somebody who sits in every single one of those chairs and I probably sit in them too with this guilt kind of like hovering around us, which is just obviously not what the Lord has.
0: Yeah. I feel that too. And guilt comes in waves for me. Like Mm. there'll be these seasons of, I like get to this healthy space in my mind and heart. And I'm like, No, I am meant to be like working at this capacity, doing these things. And I know I'm called for impact. And then like that little thing creeps up of like, but you're not being as intentional with your kids now because of that thing. And so there's this like battle within me that will creep up sometimes. And it's not every day and it's not even every month. And sometimes it's a few times a year. And then sometimes there's a heavy season of it where I'm like battling. And for me, it's this constant like inventory of what's truth in here. And then what's a lie? Because sometimes there is truth, Jeanette, to like, Mm -hmm. I am not pouring into the kids as much as I should be because I am so called to my work that I do. Like the enemy can use what we've been created for and use it to hit like, oh, look how good you are. Focus only on that thing. But then there's the times where I'm like, no, I am literally doing a great job. But I looked at someone else's story or how someone else's parents or whatever that, and like the question is, How are you called to show up in business? And how are you called to be a mom? And don't deviate from that, whatever God says. And so I inventory often and I'll sit with a journal. I want to know how you navigate this too, Jeanette, of like, how am I showing up right now? And then is that what God says about me as a mom and what Mm -hmm. God says about me as a businesswoman? And it helps me debunk some lies. And sometimes I need to make a little tweak. Cool. And sometimes it's like, it's okay to be in a heavy season of just motherhood right now. Yeah or just work. And I just need that permission slip. And so that's one of my favorite ways that I navigate at least the work mom balance guilt. Yeah.
1: I think for me, it's like an inventory, but also is looking kind of quarterly and even seasonally as far as like, is this going to be a heavy launch season? Am I redoing something? Am I revamping? Is there a big project looming If a big project is coming, like right now, even in work, like we're just, I'm just a little bit slower right now. So that means having to like, okay, I'm a little bit slower right now. I don't need to add to my to-do list. I'm going to close my computer and I'm going to sit at home with the kids. Like I'm going to be a little bit more intentional with my time because I can be. So when a deadline is coming or when a launch is happening, I can look at them and be like, I invested here so that this season I can withdraw some. So looking at it as a little bit of an investment situation of like, I'm pouring in so that I can pull back. And I have bigger kids. My kids are 16, 14, and 12. So I can literally look at them and be like, I will spend an hour with you tomorrow. This is where I can give. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. Or I can be like, hey, you guys go to Sonic and I'm going to do this. Like I can negotiate Before, when they're little, it's like negotiating with little terrorists and that doesn't work. Uh, But now I can negotiate with teens and it's easier. But yeah, it's kind of like, I like the journaling. I'm a big journaler, but I also can like try to do like a bird's eye view of like, okay, this season's going to be busier in the summertime. I like to sit at the table and work at the table when the kids are home. And so just kind of like finding this fluid navigation of that bird's eye view of how I
0: can pour in and pour out or pull back. You know, I love that. So, if we were to put this tactically for you guys, there's two steps that I really heard Jeanette and I give to you. One was, and I think first is Jeanette's. First, you go high level and you say, What season am I in now? And what maybe is like the next 90 days, even six months look like? Because that's one place where, like, often I'll fail. I'll say, Oh no, I'm in a launch season. And now I have all this guilt around not being with the boys. But I forgot that we just took 10 days in Minnesota two weeks ago. And then my husband will be like, you literally just spent like 500 hours with them. And I'm like, Oh yeah, you're right. And so almost if I had that laid out for myself and maybe like a one sheet calendar view, I would feel much better. I'm constantly in the right now. And yeah, so that yeah. would help me a lot. Jeanette is looking at this high level. Then after you guys kind of build that out, like what's happening this month, next month, whatever, when are those special times with the family? When can you shift whether that's like on a daily basis, weekly or monthly, Then it's going into the inventory, the guilt feeling of the right now. So for me, the inventory in that example would be, well, yes, you're in a launch right now. And so the lie is actually that you should feel guilty because you literally just took 10 days with the kids. It's okay. Permission to work a lot for the next week or two. So it's that inventory journaling process. That's, I think, two beautiful ways that you guys can navigate the guilt. And really taking a look at that. Anything else you want to add on the guilt, Jeanette? And then we'll talk about other stuff.
1: Yeah, I think even just like knowing that guilt and shame is not from the Lord, I think is like one of those biggest things. And knowing that like sometimes there's a trigger in our spirit that's like, oh, what am I feeling? And if it's guilt and shame, and one of the things we say a ton over here is we don't should on ourselves. Like I should be doing this or I should be doing that. Like we don't should here. We say like, okay, how can I fight this feeling of guilt? Well, first of all, knowing that like, okay, this season is a launch and it'll be done in 10 days. So that 11th day I'm unplugging, I'm resting, I'm spending time, like having kind of those opportunities to look forward to. It's like looking forward to vacation. Like it's not like all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm on vacation now. It's like, well, no, we anticipate it. So you're anticipating that time to plug back in. But I think really getting to like the bottom of like the should if you feel like you should be doing something, then you need to inventory that feeling. Why do you feel like you should? Is that from the internet? Is that from an outside source, your kids, your husband? who is shooting on you because we do not do that
0: here? <laughs> that is so baller. I love that. And when you brought up the internet and all those pieces, one other little tip I have for you all is that guilt is often just a trigger, mm-hmm. so the belief is like, why do you think? Your parenting should look blank, right? So, Stephanie, why do you think that your parenting should be a hundred percent balanced every single day of your life? Right. That's unrealistic for the type of business that you're in. So the question, and it was actually from a mentor of mine, was like, why do you believe that your parenting should be blank, look this way? And I was like, that is such an interesting question. I don't know. I guess because my friend's parenting looks that way. I guess because my other family member over here whose kids seem to be doing so great. And they have all these qualities and that's one of their things is like every day we blank or whatever that story came from. Look at that. Where are the stories coming up for you around what your parenting should be should don't shut all over yourself and then get rid of that. Like maybe you need a breather from that. Maybe you need to Mm -hmm. just get off of Instagram for a while or get off of this or journal around why that person's parenting is different than your parenting because if God created each of us uniquely and wonderfully, and we are created differently, then our parenting, of course, is going to be different from one woman to another.
1: And maybe there's some good things to take from that. If you need to make some pivots or some changes, then do that. But don't take it as a this is the end all be all. I have to be this way because that is just going to damage the season that you're in. It's also going to just like make you feel like crap.
0: And why force it? Like, I think there has to be yes. flexibility in being a working mom. Some of you are literally working a full-time job and you have the side hustle and you have three kids and you have a marriage to shepherd and you have a home. You have all these pieces to consider. And so for those of you in that, the word needs to actually become flexibility and intentionality. Absolutely, I agree with that. Good. Okay, so the thing for me, Jeanette, that's coming up a lot about being hard as a mom that works, and I'm hearing this so much from the community right now, is- how do I have boundaries around my phone? And it's not even necessarily social media. It's specifically around the phone because I would do my job on the phone. Number one, I order the groceries on the phone. Number two, I look stuff up. My calendar is on my phone. Like their life is literally on the phone. And so they have, I call them discernment alarms going off around like your Mm -hmm. phone has become something that it's almost an extension of your body and you know, there's something not feeling right about that. It's bigger than guilt. It's like, yeah. I definitely need to create some space here. The number one that I'm struggling with and always yeah. struggle with. But secondly, it's something I'm hearing that all the moms in the community, what about you? Are you hearing that from anyone? Yeah. I think
1: it's something I struggle with too. Like I do you follow Hannah Brencher online Jeff, Steph? Oh, no. She's so great. She's so great. She just shared that she did a thousand hours without her phone for a year, like she like would put it away a couple hours a day, and it was just that intentional aspect of putting your phone down, and she had people ask her like, well, what if the daycare called in yeah. your child and she's like, in a thousand hours, yeah, nobody ever needed me right in an emergency situation and and it's one of those thought process of like, why can't I go three hours a day without my phone like why?" And, um, I, I'm like, I am not the president of the United States. An email can sit in my inbox for 24 hours and be responded to. It's fine. But there's this like piece of us that thinks we have to be accessible all of the time. People have to get a hold of us. If they don't get a hold of us, I hate, 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 hate. Would my friends say, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't get back to you right away." I'm like, why, why, are, why are you why apologizing are for not responding to a text message? Like oh I'm not on fire, like the world is okay. And so yeah. I think there's like this, we want to be, we want to be accessible. We want to be approachable. And so all of those things, we have to respond to our phones at all times. And I think there's that difference. You know, we were talking about it before of being approachable and accessible and we want to be approachable women, but we don't need to be accessible all the time.
0: That's so good. So you brought up two amazing questions. I want to highlight Jeanette. The first was, why can't I put my phone down for a certain length of time? Question one, so you guys write that on your paper. Question two is, why are we sorry that we aren't instantly accessible? So those are mm-hmm. two amazing questions. Do you, do you feel these? Like, do oh. do you resonate with those questions, stuff? Oh my gosh, so much. Like, because I I've broken up with social media, like, and I've had the I've gone on the soapboxes about Instagram and how I've we deleted it for three months and then six months as a company and like everything was fine, but yet I'm still holding my phone, like, yeah. all the time. And so I actually had on my heart, I wanted to do a whole month and bring it on the podcast. And maybe I'll start now with this episode of for 30 days, just for two hours in the evening, everyone you care about is home or, you know, where they are. And, you know, all of you have your stalker. Mine's my mom. Hi, mom. And I'd say, mom, I'm alive. I'm going to take two hours now and put my phone on airplane or leave it. But for just two intentional hours a day, just for 30 days, you lost your phone. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to have this challenge, not just for my community, but for myself, because I knew any addiction, any idol in our life, we have to break up with it first in order to come back with fresh boundaries and a fresh vision around why do we have this phone in our life? Because everything can be used for good, but everything can also become way too much. And so I love that. Why can't you put your phone down? It's because it's exactly what you just said, Janet. I need to be accessible. What if someone boxered me? What if someone on the team needs a thing? What if the kid's school called? And I have this crazy idea in my mind that like the world revolves around me answering the thing. Right. That's so true. And then the second part of that is like, why am I sorry I'm not instantly accessible? That's such a heavy question for us to look at. And for me, I guess we need to realize like, it's not that important. Like, Mm -hmm. isn't peace, like Trent Shelton always says, like protect your peace. Like, isn't protecting your peace for literally two hours a day more important than an instant, like sounds good or quick answer or answer an email. That's totally not an emergency. Yeah. So I love that so much. So my advice here and something that I've worked on, and then I think there's another level, right? Something I've worked on is where are the high connection points of your day. So for us, it's the morning getting ready breakfasty ish. It's real short, 20 minutes. Kids are having breakfast. I'm trying to get the school stuff yep, yep. ready. The second high point is dinner, something I've been so intentional around sitting down as a family and putting all the technology in a basket. And we've gotten so crazy about reducing the kids tech time. So really it's just my husband and I, we're the problem. We have our phones, right? So we put our phone in the basket. So we've already created about an hour and a half of phones aren't around. And those are high touch point times where my kids being so young, and maybe it's different for teens, maybe not. is like, They don't need eight hours. Like they need 30 minutes or an hour of like, I see you, I hear you, you matter. Let's laugh. Let's talk about the day. And then everybody can go play outside or live your life or whatever you want to do. And so I've created the high touch point times where the phone isn't around. And that has been the first step. I think of much bigger things in my life that I want to start happening. I would start there if anybody's really wanting to step into these phone boundaries.
1: The other time that I am really intentional about not having my phone, because I feel like if I'm on my phone, I'm being rude is when I go to the gym. And so I go to a CrossFit gym and there's been times where like my watch will go off and I've actually like started taking my watch off. I want to get like a dumb watch because I don't need to be this accessible. And so I I have my watch. (laughs) Like I had to take it off because honestly it'll buzz and I'm looking. I'm like, I, why, 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 I'm in the market for a dumb watch and something would buzz on my watch while I'm at the gym, I'm warming up, I'm doing whatever, or I would get a text during a workout, see it, and then all of a sudden stress about it. Like, oh shoot, I really, okay, as soon as I'm done with this, I gotta do this. And I'm no longer enjoying the time that is for me to be working out. I am now stressed about what to do list later. And so that is an hour, no matter when I do it, I've been leaving my phone in the car, I've taken my watch off. Like, I am sad that my, ring is not closing, you know, like that, like <laughs> exercise ring. I really do like that to close, but it's at the same time. It's like, what's more important being accessible or being like present. Oh
0: my gosh, Jeanette, my I, have a, I have an idea for you while you're at the gym, leave your watch on, but turn your phone on airplane mode. Oh yeah. That's and you're not smart. getting the text, but you still get to close your ring.
1: <laughs> yes. That's what I need to do. Yeah. Uh, genius. Those are some of our boundaries too. We try to have like, we're a big, like TV is the way we connect in our family. So we do watch like TV as a family. So that's like no screen, but like a big screen, but yeah, we're just trying to find those pockets of time. One to teach ourselves to put our phones down and two to be like, Hey guys, like this is how we're leading you. Like we're trying to do that. Well,
0: one last thing I do that drives my husband absolutely crazy is my goal is to lose my phone every day. Like actually literally physically Mm -hmm. lose it. And so every day and not every day, I'd say once or twice a week, my goal is to get every day to get here is I'm like, babe, have you seen my phone? He's like, for the love. I'm like, I lost it. Like, I'm so happy because it means like I've put it somewhere and forgotten about it. Because it's the on my bodiness that triggers the I need to look. I need to check. And so actually for me, having the watch has actually helped because I can see, like, oh, that text is irrelevant. Like I've been able to see that it's not so urgent with the watch, except when my ring doorbell goes off and it's like it like drives me absolutely crazy. It's buzzing the whole time. And then you got to find your phone to silence the ring. But anyways, I'll be like, where's the phone? And I'll have to go use find my phone to find Mm -hmm. it. And so like that's been such a fun game with myself of like stop carrying it around everywhere. Yeah. Just gross. Like if you need the phone, get up and go do what you need and then put it back. And so that's helped. And then I think just, I want to share with you guys where I want to go. And what I want to do is have that two hours of phone-free intention time every night where it's not even in my person. Like it's not even within five feet of me because that's the trigger. So that's the next step for me. And then the next step, the third phase that I want to get to is like a whole 24 hours without my phone, maybe once a month. Those are goals for me. Yeah.
1: I have a goal similar to that of, I don't want my phone charging in my bedroom. Mm, So good. But at the same time, like for some reason, I think I need it next to me. You know what I mean? Like there's like that weird... It's a weird thing, so I'm working on that. I'm working towards that, um, because we work on the internet, what are the boundaries you set around your phone and work? Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, so for me, the biggest boundary that I set between phones and work is that I teach podcasting, Jeanette, and like my whole purpose in this season right now is teaching women that you don't have to have social media to have a successful business. Building on social is actually a lie because it's a game you can't win. Your content only lasts for 24 hours. You think you have to repurpose everywhere in order to get seen. But the truth is, if you have long form content, a podcast or a blog, that actually serves as the funnel. It's like the top of an upside down triangle that then funnels down into, oh, I'll follow her on social. Oh, I'll get on her email list. And so the biggest boundary that I've created is that we actually don't use social media. I don't use it on a personal level at all. And even in my business anymore, which is so weird right, to think about. What's strange about that is the podcast has grown. The email list has grown. The followers have grown. The only thing we do is we have a Facebook group and then we share about the podcast. So just a little graphic goes out. I have an intern, which is nice because I know I was a solopreneur for many, many years. had to do it all myself and I get it. It's really hard. But when you get to a certain level of being like, I don't want to be here anymore. Like ask yourself, how can I have an intern do this piece or can I afford to get somebody two hours a week to take the social piece? So I started really getting intentional around what are the pieces of this business I'm not loving that either perpetuate my phone usage, create that addiction again in my life, put me in a black hole. And I completely got rid of them as a business owner, either laid it down or outsourced it. And then the other pieces of phone and business is I only have boxer with people that need me like the access piece during work hours. So I'm working and my whole team knows nine 30 to three o'clock. Those are work times. Cause kids are at school. Thankfully we're yeah. both finally in school now, Jeanette, it's amazing, but I've got work hours and that's when you can get through to me, you know, and otherwise you're going to wait. I will get back to them usually, even if it's an evening, but like it may be an hour, two, three, and maybe it's the morning and everybody just knows. So that communication and then the boundaries around what are you using your phone for in your business? And then can you do it on a computer instead of a phone? That also yeah. helped a lot. Cause even if you guys are like, I am not listening to this girl, I'm obsessed with Instagram. Fine. But like, what yeah. can you do on a computer screen? Cause it will break that phone black hole that like pull. Mm-hmm.
1: I have a very strict one hour time limit on Instagram. Right. And the only people that know my passcode for that is my husband and my child, one of my kids. And so if I need more time on Instagram, I have to humble myself and ask my husband or my child for more time. Most of the time it's like, Hey, I'm in the middle of creating a reel. I need to post this. I need more time. And they'll give me more time. But other times they're like, no, it's good. Like the rule in our home is is like, once you hit your limit, you hit your limit. And so a lot of what I do on Instagram, like as far as connecting with people, I have to do on my computer, which forces my brain to remember this is work.
0: I love that. Like give you the power of your obsession trigger platforms to your family. They'll be like, "Uh, no girl, I'm ready for you to hang. Like, let's go watch them alone together right now. (laughs) Yes. So it's been really, really good for me. That boundary has really helped me in some really great ways. So good. Oh my gosh, you guys, this has been so value packed. We talked about guilt. We talked about doing the seasonal shift, really inventorying why you're feeling that guilt. We talked about the shoulds, getting rid of the shit all over yourself (laughs) I just love that. We talked about the phone boundaries, work versus personal, some ideas and tips for breaking up with your phone. I'm different than Jeanette. And I think this is such a beautiful conversation because you guys that are on my audience, you're in my family, you know how I feel about socials. And then you hear Jeanette and maybe you're somewhere in the middle, right? Of like, no, I really do feel called to show up still, but how do I have that boundary piece? So I love that we talked so much about that. Let's give them anything lastly that's on your heart, Jeanette, to share around just encouragement for our mamas who work and what's on yeah. your heart to share,
1: yeah, I think the biggest thing that just lays on my heart is we're called to this work. I love what I do, and I love that I get to show up, and I love that I get to teach my kids that my work is not done in vain, like it's so much more than just like I get to pay for vacations or I get to do this, but it's like I get to work because I love it, and I get to show up on podcasts and on the platforms that I've built and encourage people in greater ways but I also get to encourage my children and I think that that's a really beautiful piece of my job is they sit beside me while I work often or they you know especially over the summer like I'm around and and I get to show them what like hard work looks like and the payout like I get to show them like all of it I think as moms if we were to drop the guilt we would be looking at our children and saying like this is the example I'm setting for you
0: right Oh, that's so beautiful, Jeanette. I feel that in my spirit and and I want to share with you guys what if you weren't working? What if you weren't pursuing the call that God literally created you for? Like you wouldn't be pouring into a thing that's hard if He didn't equip you for it, right? And I yeah. think there's this piece of you that has to have this because that's what you were made for, yeah. and you were made to be a mama, right? And you were made for these other pieces of who you are. You are not one thing. And so we have to really rise into this like authority of I am a powerful woman of God, daughter of the King who works for his glory every single day. And I parent for his glory. It's an and. And I want you to rise into that peace. And I want you to just claim that. And I want you to understand that it's anointing. It's a gift that God has given you, the work that you bring to the world. Don't hide it. Don't hide behind it. Don't run from it. Push into it. And then just pray every single day that God will help you navigate what that looks like, right? He will create a perfect blend. That's just right for you because God is with you. He's with you through the work. He's with you through the hard. He's with you through the dinner. He's with you through the stuff that you're struggling. He's right there. All you got to do is reach out and hold his hand through the process. I love that. That's so beautiful. All right, friends. Well, I hope you had fun. I love this combo, Jeanette. Where can everybody come and connect with you?
1: Yeah, time for coffee pod or JeanetteTapley.com is where all of the stuff on the internet lives. If you're not on the app, it's com, And both my podcasts, Moms at Work and It's Time for Coffee are on your favorite podcast player.
0: Did you have fun? Or learn something? Leave mama a review. Pretty please. I hope you loved today's episode, friend. I pray it stretched you, challenged you, or grew you in some way, and that it's helping you. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else that has been praying for a breakthrough? I also would love it if you could take 30 seconds for me and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way that I know you're actually liking the show. Plus, it lights me up to hear from you. Lastly, come on over to our free community, stephgascommunity.com, and head to stephaniegas.com to grab your free gifts. I have free workshops over there and everything you need to know about working with me, taking my courses, or connecting. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, Romans 15, 13. I'll see you in a few days. God bless.